Hello and welcome back to a very special episode of GP Productions podcast alongside the On The Slab Horror Show. Obviously, you can see here, it's a little bit different for us tonight. Um, it's the first time we're doing a back-to-side-side side show. Poor Morris is sick with the man flu, so I hope he gets better. He asked me to come on and give him a hand with this show, which was very nice of him. Um, but then he gets sick and I get left anyway. Sorry, Morris. But sure, here we go. Uh, tonight, we're joined by a very special guest who you might not recognize without the prosthetics and the makeup from the latest and probably one of, if not what some people are saying is the best horror of the year in Barbarian. Um, it's the character... Okay, we're going to go spoiler alert here before I do it. Um, Mr. Matthew Patrick Davis here plays the mother in uh, Barbarian. Hello. That's right. I'm good. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Um, I will say you don't look anything like the character. (laughs) Oh, this is not what you expected her to look like uh, under the rubber bit? No, no. Just just a tad bit different. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you saw Uh, my boobs. They were fantastic, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> my <laughs> um, eyes are up here. My eyes are up here. Yeah, Great. but mine are down. Mine are aiming way down. <laughs> <laughs> down at my danglers. How, how are you, sir, anyway? Oh, I'm fine and dandy. Yep. Uh, wanna, wanna I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on. Um, obviously, you were dealing with Morris as well. Um, and as I said, he's not well. But sure, such is life. The show must okay. go on. That's right. We'll think good thoughts that he may he heal quickly. <laughs> but um, as it says, you were one of the stars of what I had as my number four. Mm. Oh, sorry, number five best horror of the year. Okay. Um, what, what were the what, other ones? What were the other ones? Uh, Black Phone was one. Yep, that was good. Uh, X was two. Yep. Prey was three. Mm-hmm. And Pearl was four. Okay. And then yourself was five, and Terrifier eventually ended up at six. All right. All right. Yeah. So. Nice. Well, it's we, good actually, we actually we actually done a, a top ten. But I had seen Barbarian just after I'd sent the list in. Oh yeah. Well, so (laughs) eventually, by the end of the year, finished up finished up five, which was very impressive. Like, it's not often horror movies swerve me these days, Mm. but this one done a hell of a job because the way the package was put together for the ads obviously Mm -hmm. made Bill Skarsgård look like. somebody that's like a creep that's gonna cause all havoc and yep. i just didn't expect what came after like at surprise all. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's pretty uh, swervy how did you uh end up getting cast in this movie well i uh i got on a zoom call with uh with the writer director zach Krager, and uh and he was like, is this even anything you'd want to do, man? And I was like, why? Because prosthetics are uncomfortable. And he's like, no, because you'd be naked, man. Ass out. 
That's what he said. And I was like, well, I'm not a lady, so I won't be naked, naked. Right. You know? And, um, cause when I first read the script, I expected it to be like a suit or something, but sure enough, he wanted like a minimalist, uh, makeup design. And so it was just like pieces of prosthetics on my body and then like paint on my body. And, uh, sure enough, I had a little thong on my butt. I was ass out, but that's not what you asked. Um, and then, uh, I mean, every, I mean, every bit of information goes with it. Exactly. Exactly. We got to go there. And, um, yeah. And then, uh, then he asked me for, uh, the weirdest self tape I've ever done. Um, there was a cut scene where after mother breastfeeds, uh, Justin Long's character, there was a scene where mother, uh, bites the head off of a rat and then baby birds it from her mouth into AJ's open mouth, just trying to feed her baby, you know? And so that was the self tape that he asked me to do. He was like, just go grab like a hot dog or something and do that scene. Um, and, uh, and he's like, oh, and I hate myself for asking this, but can you take your shirt off for the self tape? So, but it looked weird with me just in shorts. So I was just like in my underwear in this room, in my office, uh, with just like a weird side light set up. And I had long COVID hair at the time. So I had that in front of my face and, uh, and I had pickles in my fridge. I, I was going to get a sausage or something, but I had pickles and and that was the uh, the move because it created this like alien xenomorph drool out of my mouth. And so I was just uh, in my underwear drooling pickle juice all over towels all over my office with my little dog sitting in his bed watching me like nothing was uh, the matter. And that, and that was the booker. Booked Sold. <laughs> the dog's looking at you going, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean... Like it's it's a very committed thing, and as it says here, it was one of the biggest swords that I've seen in horror in a long time. Um, obviously the first what forty minutes makes out that Bill Skarsgård is going to be the protagonist in this, and then it gets to that scene when we when we first see yourself appear. Yeah. I was like, "What the good fuck is going on here?" <laughs> I was sitting there and. My missus was upstairs, and when I was watching it, and when I came down, when she came down about ten minutes before that, she was sitting there watching some of it. And next thing that came, and she's like, "Nope, I'm going to bed." And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Um, but I'll tell you what: um, the producer, the writer, the director, the set design, perfect. The creature design, perfect. Because you see it in other horror movies where you have maybe like a mutant or an inbred character and it's overly overdone. Mm. Now, the one thing I will say is like, how tall are you in real life? I'm uh, I'm six, eight. Uh, so, you know, I don't, yeah. What is that in meters? Oh, no. Well, no, well, that's what I'd know that six, eight. So you're actually tall, tall. I'm actually tall, tall. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering, I was like, no, because I thought obviously it knew to be prosthetics on it, so I didn't know whether they were making you look huge in it, but that makes more sense now. Yeah, they didn't give me they didn't give me high heels or platforms or anything. I was just my bare feet. And then if anything, I was crouched down because I was in those tiny and smaller tunnels. So if anything, I was a little hunched over in them. But that yeah, that that's the point I was making. I was like, they maybe made you look a little bit too big, but obviously if you're actually six A, then they didn't make you look big at all. You're actually just big. 
And that's what they wanted. They were, they were looking in the breakdown. They were looking for someone like seven feet tall and uh, they settled for six, eight. I mean, you're not getting the big shot running around them tunnels. <laughs> you're not getting what? Do you ever see the, you ever, you ever see wrestling? No. Red, oh, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he wouldn't fit. Yeah. But yeah. like, I thought, I thought it was, uh, it was extremely well done and the prosthetics, it was so well blended in. Mm. Like you could believe that, okay, she's been living in this tunnel for however number of years. Mm. And uh, like, I didn't even know, like I'd only seen the original ad. Didn't even know Justin Long was in it. I know exactly. And uh, as I says, my missus is sitting there when that scene happened, and then obviously it ends like that. And next, you know, it cuts to Justin Long, and I was like, I was like, oh, he's not going to be okay in this movie. <laughs> uh, um, like I said, like the the Facebook meme that goes around when you see Justin Long in a horror movie, you just know he's not going to be okay. I know. And I uh, didn't realize at the time that 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 this is the second movie where he loses his eyes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know? First one, is, first, first one I have right here. You have a Jeepers Creepers tattoo? Oh my! Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. And then is yeah. your other arm gonna have a barbarian tattoo or? Uh, I'm working on trying to finish this one first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I keep I keep picking different pieces to do. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like it was just an amazing movie from start to finish um and i thought the creepy nature in which you played the character was phenomenal like for something that has so little words but even in terms of so little noise bar mm-hmm. obviously running and trashing around mm-hmm. was extremely well done like as i said you've seen it in films before um, like we spoke to um, on the on the slab, we spoke to Michael Bailey Smith, who was doing who done Hills Have Eyes and stuff, mm. um, and things like that. So we know what it's like. I've, I know what it's like to talk to people that are in prosthetics, and they say it's uncomfortable, it's warm, it's it's this, that, and the other. But like, how was that for you in terms of filming this? Like, would you were you in them for long per shoot? Yeah, they they um for me it wasn't warm because like because of the the minimalist way that they made it like i said i was just like a piece on my face and then a a boob piece and then a crotch piece and then like the rest was my body kind of um so if anything it was cool uh it wasn't warm and then um and then in those night shoots um like it was actually cold you know i had to have like a big old robe um between takes and um and yeah, they the makeup process, they the first makeup tests were like five or six hours, and then they got it down to like three hours. And then one time they actually did it in like two hours. Um, they just got faster and faster at doing it. Um, FX Studio Bulgaria, they are the makeup team, and they did an incredible job. And I was really scared because I was like, is this is anyone gonna buy that I'm a large naked feral woman? You know, is anyone gonna buy this? And uh I think they yes. Answer is yes. Uh, yeah, like I've gotten multiple feedback uh, from multiple people that are like, I didn't even know it was a dude. I thought it was a lady, you know, which is high praise for the makeup team. I, at one point, when I first in, I was like, was that all CGI or was I? Oh, wow. No, yeah, um, it was all practical. And, and it was so great. Like 
that was one thing Zach said, uh, Zach Kreger said early on. He was like, I don't want to do anything that John Carpenter couldn't have done in the eighties. I want everything to be practical. And the only CGI in the film is the green grass in the flashback. Everything else <laughs> is practical. That, that you could tell. Uh, you could tell that bit. <laughs> no? it, it was so out of place in the movie. So I remember the likes of Schindler's List had like the luminous red, Sin City had the red lips, things like that. The green grass was so perfectly green. <laughs> um, but Too yeah, like when, obviously, yeah, obviously when you see your character first, that's when I looked at it, I was like, was that CGI or, or am I just imagining things or what the fuck was that? And then obviously the more you see, you're like, no, that's prosthetics. That's, that's yeah. proper out there stuff. And for us, especially myself, Carl, Ian, who do on this lab, we're all about it's prosthetics and not prosthetics, um, practical effects, mm-hmm. far superior all the time, all day, every day. Um, yep. So when you see it in the movie, you're like, yeah. And Ian uh, actually had Barbarian as his number one for the year. Oh, well, why, why aren't I talking to him? I'm talking the, to the number five guy. Why aren't I talking to number one guy? Why? Because <laughs> I'm the host with the most. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, but he, yeah, he loved it and he wouldn't, he didn't stop going on about it. He's like, practical effects, perfect, acting perfect. Awesome. And we always talk about it in the show with atmosphere. The atmosphere in that movie was dark, tense, and it was all around horrible the whole way around. Mm-hmm. Which was which was brilliant for the director and obviously probably not for the actors, but <laughs> um, shows they've done a good job. Yeah, and um, the spiky parts, you know, despite yeah. it being horrible, still when Justin comes in, even though he's a despicable character, uh, he is still pretty funny. He's gas. That scene when he's locked, or well, obviously when he was hammered drunk, was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and there are people that are like that. They'll get drunk and ring people in the middle of the night and stuff. Of course. Yeah. And his non-apology and, and yeah, like, oh, this is a bad idea, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Probably probably not good to ring someone that's accusing you of sexual assault or whatever in the movie, but probably not good. No. No. Um, but like overall, how was the experience for you uh in terms of making the movie from start to finish? It was just insanely bonkers every single day. Yeah. Like it was just because everything was crazy. Like start at the base level of I'm playing a large naked feral woman. And then every day be like, I'm playing a large naked feral woman. That's going to forcibly breastfeed Justin Long. Oh, and now I'm playing a large naked feral woman who's jumping off of a water tower and, you know, and like ripping someone's arm off and beating them to death with it and kool-aid man leaning through a wall and you know just everything every day was insane <laughs> so i mean crazy job like the movie itself was so good that having those things in it really changed the dynamic of the movie mm. as i said i went in thinking it's going to be uh, another kind of dystopia someone's called mental in a house kind of way um and boy was I wrong but like um like that scene when you have them in the pit yeah and she's telling Justin Long to just drink the milk he's like nah that's not happening and then she escapes and you're like awesome she's out and then the scene 
like I, it's one of my favorite scenes in it when she gets out the window. Yeah. In the, in the basement, and then you're just there. Yeah. Yeah, that one. And then it, ha- it cuts to the homeless guy, and he's like, "No, let's go." Mm-hmm. She never comes out at night, and it's like, "Would well, you know, I just told her when you were going in that there's someone in there?" Like, I know he tries to, but um, but no, it's it's all around brilliant filmography, cinematography, all kind of agraphies. <laughs> yeah, it's but, really damn good. I feel so grateful to be a part of a like because uh, you know I'm just like a working actor. I'll take I'll take anything. I'll take whatever, you know. I'll go to Bulgaria and shoot a horror movie and chances are it's going to be bad. And chances are it's not going to be released in theaters, you know, it's going to be straight to whatever. But uh but look at this. He made an actual good movie. <laughs> and so it's been amazing to be a part of that. I can I can see the skepticism you go to Bulgaria to film a movie it might be terrible because yeah. the the realization for horror is a lot of the movies that are made aren't good, especially in the low budget, low budget category. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't mind. I I quite like indie movies and stuff. Um, and like some of them we've seen over the last year, preferably Terrifier Two, uh, mm-hmm. budget of two hundred and fifty or three hundred and fifty grand, box and eleven million. Um, the main one. Um, another one that's boxed quite well. Now, at the minute, Winnie the Pooh is out, who we had the pleasure of sitting down and talking to, uh, Natasha Tissini a while back. And now it's it's finally coming to fruition that these indie movies are making it. Um, right. Smile was another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I hadn't really heard of up right. until about two or three weeks before release. I was like, okay, here we go. And obviously... Once you put the name Bill Skarsgård because of everything that he's done in horror, everyone was kind of like, oh, yes, here we go. Yeah. He's playing another bad guy. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I can see that. I can understand that. You're taking a big name, putting them into another horror movie, which is going to sell value tickets, whatever, because we got it on Disney+. Plus. Um, But it was very well done, well marketed that like I couldn't tell if it was an indie movie, if it was a big budget production um, right. it was just an all round good movie yeah well they, they cast good actors, I mean yeah, Bill Skarsgård, Georgina Campbell Justin Long, like they're all amazing <laughs> they're very good. I mean I mean, if you really want to put someone in that's going to get hurt in a horror movie, you just put Justin Long in. The poor fucker doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. I've been a fan of his forever, like since Galaxy Quest. And, you know, so I was uh, really... What a terrible movie. You hate Galaxy Quest? Yeah. You don't think it's That was was Joey's first movie after Friends, wasn't it? Joey? Tim Allen. Was it Matt LeBlanc's in it? Is Matt LeBlanc in Galaxy Quest? Yeah, was that not his first movie after Friends? I don't know. Tim Allen's I, in it. A Tim Allen, yeah, Tim Allen's the lead from Home yeah. Improvement. But uh, yeah. I don't remember, was Matt LeBlanc in it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was his first movie after oh. After Friends. I just remember Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver and Alan Rickman and Justin Long. Alan, and Rick, Alan, Rickman. And... Alan Rickman's phenomenal in everything, though. Exactly. Can't go wrong. Mm. Um, he had the the weird Spock kind of makeup on that one, didn't he? 
Yeah, yeah, he had an alien head. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's been brilliant in, in a lot of things. And I'm highly imagining with the performance that you had, you're probably going to pick up a lot of these kind of roles now. I know, I'll be wearing the alien head. In, uh, I mean. And why not? I'd be happy. Have, you might have clothes on this time. Hey, right? Maybe I'll keep my boobs to myself this time. Or what we could do is get you cast in another recast of Total Recall. And you could have three boobs. That's right. <laughs> yeah, um, my, my head can. Oh, wait, no, that's a different person. In Total yeah. Recall. Um, um, more boobs. But as it says, like, for you now, where do you want to go from here? Obviously, you're a working actor. I, I get that. Right. And at 6 eight, I'd imagine it's a lot harder to pick up certain roles because obviously being that much taller than everybody else. Yeah, it does put me in more of a character actor realm. And it does. Uh, so I'll either use my tall skinniness for perhaps comedic purposes or, you know, put on prosthetics and use it for perhaps scary purposes. Um, so I hope to uh, do more of those things. Go the Doug Jones route and that track and have that be a plate that i spin and then i also hope to do things where I'm, I'm just showing my face you know my normal my normal face and then um and then i'm also a songwriter i write musicals and songs so i want to continue doing that so you're so. multi-talented you got to spin all the plates in this yeah, wacky I, biz i mean you got to keep going and and we bring it up quite regularly there's absolutely nothing wrong with being character types. You know what I mean? You go to the well as much as you can. You make as much money as you can. If they're A, B, or C-rated movies, who gives a fuck? That's right. made, somebody's going to like them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and even if only one person likes it, at least one person likes it. You've made one person happy. And as an actor, that has to be somewhat the of it. I know, like, okay, you're doing it as a job and you're getting paid for it. But there still has to be that factor that you know this amount of people like it. Yes, for sure. That's that's the ideal. You, like you don't was, want to be a part think, of universally derided. Yeah, like Barbarian has a ninety three percent score rate on. I think it's ninety three percent on mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know what I mean? So that's telling you a lot of people loved it. Yeah, They're like that must be a good feeling as an actor. It's very good. Yeah, and that yeah. was like the first time that, because uh, like I knew it was good maybe, but I was like very biased and, you know, like I watched most of the film be shot because when I wasn't in the makeup, I was just in Bulgaria, so I was just hanging out on set just watching them shoot a movie. And, uh, but then, yeah, it was when the Rotten Tomato scores came out that I was like, oh, maybe other people that are unbiased uh, enjoy the movie too. So, yeah, that was great. And then obviously- That's it. Like that has to be an amazing feeling knowing that you've made a movie that's extremely high scoring, whatever about high scoring, because Rotten Tomatoes is Rotten Tomatoes and you get fucking arseholes on it that are, uh, this movie was shit, why? Because I don't like horror movies. Don't fucking watch it then. You don't have to go and give it a bad rating. Right, right. Or I've, or people are like, oh, this wasn't a horror movie. It was funny. You know, it's like, well, yeah, horror comedy exists and you can have comedy in horror, right? Absolutely. <laughs> just and it, laughing doesn't and if you look at any horror movie there's always a comedic value person in it doesn't matter really 
where it is. There's not many films that I can think of from from horror that there isn't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You look at Jaws, it's Hooper. Do you know what I mean? And, um, and Richard Dreyfus is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, you look at Scream, it's um, Matthew Lillard. For sure. Do you know what I mean? Even though he, he ends up being the bad guy. but Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, there's comedy elements to every horror movie, ever. Uh, Johnny Depp in Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you go through them all, there's loads. The Exorcist is one that I can think that probably doesn't. Yeah, or like Hereditary. I hate that movie. I hate you it. hated it? Hated it. Oh my gosh. You hated yeah. that? You hated Galaxy Quest? I also hated um, Midsummer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely preferred Hereditary to Midsummer. Oh, Heredi- Hereditary was definitely better than Midsummer. Yeah. Um, but which which was better than the, tra- the two of them? Hereditary. No, no, which... Oh, the witch. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought we were having a like a who's on first there for a second, but yeah. which was better? <laughs> yeah, was, the witch is better. Uh, what it. was it? V V I T C H. Yeah, it yeah. was a great marketing thing. Yeah, that <laughs> I thought was phenomenal. I actually hated it the first time I seen it, and then I thought it was phenomenal. Oh, okay. So you, maybe you have this pattern of hating things at first. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely thing. that's definitely a pattern. I've given, I've definitely given Midsummer twice watch and Hereditary twice a watch, and I still hate them. <laughs> still, still hate them. Yeah. Oh well, that's okay. That's not gonna change. But um, <laughs> like for me, horror is the big one. Like that's for me. Like obviously, I'm doing a horror podcast. What's your favorite what, of all times? What's your favorite horror? Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. The original. Yeah, it's definitely not that 2010 piece of shit. <laughs> I know. Well, now there's like twelve of them. So no, the, the original one. There's eight. Uh, th- thank you for correcting me. I don't know off the top of my head. Sorry, I don't have a horror podcast. Uh, sorry, but um, <laughs> yeah, but like I will watch kind of generally any kind of horror. Um, creature feature would be my actual go-to. Um, yeah. So, like theoretically, Barbarian could be counted as a creature feature. That's right. Even um, though she's a human, uh, she, you know, still is a creature ish. Yeah. For me, it's more animal creature features, but creature feature nonetheless. Like, I love the Wrong Turn collection. The Wrong Turn? Oh, I yeah. I you haven't seen them, no? No, but those are good creature uh, features. Well, they're hillbilly living up in the mountain cannibal kind of films. Oh, okay. He, he kind of considered them creature features. Um, okay. Obviously, Jaws. Yes. How could anyone not love Jaws? <laughs> Jaws is great. Uh, uh, werewolf movies. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite yeah. werewolf movie? Dog Soldiers. Dark Soldiers? Dog Soldiers. Oh, do- Dog Soldiers. You ever see it? No? No, I haven't. I also, Greg, I have a lot of horror blind spots. I've, there's a lot of things I haven't seen, and I'm trying to make up for it. Now that I'm part of the horror community, I'm trying to fill one, in my blind spots. One of us. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now that I'm one of you, I'm trying to really earn that and be one of you. So I can. Um, obviously, you have American Werewolf in London as well. Right, which I've never seen. But I've just never seen, seen that. I know, uh, I need to see it, but I've seen that amazing like transformation that slowly, yeah. you know, that's incredible. I need to Rick see that. Baker, Rick yeah. Baker and John Landis at their finest. Yeah. 
So for me, and what I find a lot of people will do is they'll have either one of those two as number one and number two. Um, Neil Marshall, who directed Dog Soldiers, mm-hmm. also went on to do um, The Descent. I don't know whether you've seen that. Yes. I. So that was uh, when I was in Bulgaria, I was asking Zach and then one of the other producers was a big horror fan. I was like, what, what horror movies should I watch? What are your favorites? And so that's when I watched hereditary for the first time sorry but then also that's when i watched uh the descent for the first time that movie was so great i loved it that's a good that's a good creature feature isn't it yeah for sure and then it's also like even before the creatures show up it still is just this fascinating thing about this about extreme spelunking you know just something that i'd never thought about uh you know just like it really creates that world and then it takes that big turn it's great i uh i I don't see how anybody goes into caves we're not knowing there's a way out yeah, not like that. Oh my no. gosh. But um Neil Marshall had direct his first movie was Dog Soldiers in two thousand and two. Oh, and then he did the descent? And he done the descent in two thousand and four, yeah. Oh okay. Um and then he done uh, Doomsday. I don't know whether you've seen that. It's a dystopian world kind of uh-huh. film. Very good as well. Cool. But, in terms of creature features, they, they'd be two of my favorite creature features. Okay. Now, obviously, Jaws is number one because Jaws is phenomenal. Yes. Over the summer, it was released, re-released in IMAX in theaters here in the States, and that was a lot of fun. I think I think we got it here as well, but it was only for a okay. couple of days, and I didn't get to go because I was in work. Yeah. When you, when you work those jobs, it's just... Always, everything always seems to happen for me when I'm in work and I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so for me then, so obviously your start, you said you've a lot of horror blind spots. So in terms of horror for you, what would your favorite horrors be? I mean, like, uh, the first time I saw The Shining, that was, like, very formative for me. And then also the first time I saw Evil Dead 2, uh, speaking of using humor in horror, you know, Evil Dead 2 is just... It's almost not horror. It's just funny, you know. <laughs> evil, Evil Dead Two is better than Evil Dead One. Well, and then actually, e- I've never seen Evil Dead One. You know, so Evil Dead One, uh, Evil Dead Two is like a, a remake of Evil Dead One with right. with with a budget. Right, right. And it, have, no, you seen, have you seen? Have you seen? Have you seen? Have you seen Evil Dead Three? Well, I've seen Army of Darkness. Yes. Yeah, that is and, fucking hilarious. That's just a comedy. That's not even horror. That's a comedy demo. Yeah, yeah, and Bruce Campbell's so good at this the physical comedy and all of that. So, I don't know. Bruce is the king. Should I be looking forward to this upcoming Evil Dead that's coming out? So, have you seen the 2013 one? I haven't seen that. Was that good? Go, go check, go check that out. I think I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Evil Dead 2013 is phenomenal, and it was a great take on it. This yeah. one, I'm not entirely sure because all I've seen was a, a 25 second ad. Yeah. So we'll I'm not sure what to expect. I'm going to give it a go. Like mm-hmm. everyone was telling me that the 2013 one was going to be crap and it was, it was brilliant. Cool. Um, so I'm, I'll give it its chance. I'm not sure where they're going to go with it though. Um, but we'll go from there. I mean, the TV show was brilliant as well. All right. Which I never yeah. watched and I should have because I like Bruce Campbell so much and he was part of it. He was phenomenal in it too. Yeah. Um, so what, what else would you like in terms of horror then? 
Well, I did like Hereditary. And I also, uh, I liked, he had me watch a movie called Audition, which is, it's a Japanese film from 1999, I think. And uh, it's a, it's like he, he he says that it's like a spiritual uh, ancestor or whatever of barbarian. It also is kind of about male behavior on a spectrum of from bad to worse. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> and uh, but um, yeah, and it's gnarly. It's just there's it's gnarly. It was a tough watch, but Audition. I rewatched it. Yeah. I'll give it a watch. I do like I do like Jay Horror. It's yeah, and it's uh it's kind of a slow burn, but it pays off and then and it's not for the faint of heart. But I've oh, watched it twice. Of, it's, it's one of those ones, is it? I think so, yeah. But the first Great. time I watched it too, I was like I had my earbuds in and was watching it on my laptop, and I realized like that made it so much more horrible because the sound design of like just having it like in my head was but- was rough so i just yeah no it's it's normally if i'm watching something on my phone it's something that i've seen before yeah 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 surely because i know what to expect Mm -hmm. um but yeah no like j-horror is brilliant like would you have you seen many j-horror films no so like the obviously the you know obviously the ring and the grudge were made from j-horror so you have ring you right and juan are phenomenal I know. Got to check those out. Yeah, definitely. Um, then, like, you could go as far as if you're into international film. Obviously, you haven't seen that many. Um, the Orphanage mm. is um, Guillermo del Toro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in, I love it's it. in it's in Spanish as well, and it's just so good. Awesome. Uh, there's a few to watch. Make there's sure to go check out. Go check out, um, there's actually another really good werewolf movie as well, apart from American Werewolf and Dog Soldiers. It's called Viking Wolf. Mm. It just came out on Netflix. Oh, okay. Might be one to check out. Actually, I say that, but I don't know whether it came out on the American Netflix or not. Right. Um, But that's just a few. Um, But before we wind down, as I don't want to keep you all night, you had a great overall experience with film and barbarian for sure. Yep. Yeah. It was fun working with Bill Skarsgård and meeting him after delivering like an iconic prosthetics performance that he just made, you know, and then uh, meeting him. That was my first day on set was meeting him and then killing him. And uh, that was fun. And then, uh, yeah, working with Justin was great. He had a good attitude throughout all of it. Um, even though we were doing weird things, like I was spitting rat, in his mouth you know he just took it like a champ and uh and then working with georgina she was great and just had like this emotional availability the entire time you know just like all right last looks and she her eyes well up and just like tears and then uh and then and cut and then she's making jokes and then you know like just to like have that facility was just so fun to watch and then um and then yeah to get to be this uh, gross character that you uh in the end empathize with was wonderful I, I did like that swing as well where they're like, oh, it's just she's only trying to do because that's all she knows. Yeah, um, she's a victim of, of abuse and uh, and I think like Zach took from all the great, uh, you know, creature features where, you know, you you empathize with 
Frankenstein's monster or with King Kong or, you know, you, you see like they're kind of a victim too. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I actually, again, it was kind of like a double swing really, wasn't it? She was really extremely aggressive when she kills Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's in a loving, caring way, trying to help kind of, yeah. sort of. Well, I'm yeah, sure. she's, she's trying to help the, the woman. She's uh, been abused by a man and she kills all the men. Um, you know, I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, and uh, yeah, she just wants her to be her baby. Yeah, it was, <laughs> uh, it was, it definitely had um, a Thai West kind of feel to it, to it in parts. So I don't know whether you've seen a lot of Thai West movies. Uh, um, he's the X Pearl guy. Yeah, I've only seen X. I haven't seen Pro yet. So it has that very graphic kind of. Obviously, X has the sex scene, right? Um, it has that kind of graphic nature to it. Um, but if you go back through all his movies, they're kind of very similar to that. Mm. Um, The Innkeeper, House of the Devil, and things. They all have them kind of scenes in it. Mm. So I, I, I got a lot of feeling from that. I love Ty West, by the way. Um. And I got that kind of eerie feeling to it. And I'm like, they're really going for the creep out method here. And then they'll then, then it swung back. Now, before we close out, I got to ask, where did that ending come from? Well, uh, you know what? Like jumping off the tower? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I just, once the two of them got to the top, I was like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I like that. Yeah, you, you, you know, Justin Long's character has this like heartfelt monologue, and you're like, oh, are they going to redeem this, uh, this asshole? You know, and then like, oh no, no, he's a horrible person. He pushes a lady off a building. Okay, he deserves to die. And then, yeah, the, my character diving off the tower, I enjoyed. Me, and it sounds like you didn't see it in the movie theater, right, Barbarian? No, no, no. Yeah, so in the movie theater, that would always get a laugh you know, like the crowd would laugh at that. And I think that's okay. Like they would laugh as like, oh my gosh, this is insane. You know, like, um, and, uh, but when shooting it, I'm like, you know, cause they could get a laugh in a bad way of like, okay, I'm out, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but I think like, it was just part of the bonkers ride that everyone was taking with all the swerves. And that yeah. was just final swerve. It was just going around and around and around. You're like, where is this even going? But everything tied in perfectly. Mm-hmm. Although the one person, the one person I did feel really sorry for was the homeless guy. I know he did nothing wrong. He was just well, trying to help, and then he got beaten to death with his own arm. Not fair. Technically, technically, he did do something wrong. He turned yeah. around and says, she, "She'll never come in here." So he, hubris. Yeah, he. he that was his sin. He fucked himself over with that. Yeah. Of yeah. getting a little too big for his britches. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, overall, very enjoyable. Um, obviously, this is going to be on both shows. So I'll do what I normally do on this show. When we have a, a guest on and that's been in a movie, we'll rate, we have a rating system for, we call it five, out of five slabs, obviously being on the slab. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you were to watch this unbiasedly, right? Yeah, not like not you in it, but someone else playing that character the exact same way. What way would you score the movie? Out of how many slabs? Out of five. Four and a half slabs. 
It's exactly what you were going to get from me. <laughs> nice. That's exactly. Just the, the little bit at the end where obviously he's throwing you one off, but yet your character had time to run and jump off, catch her before she hit the ground. It was those heavy boobs. She had those heavy boobs, which helped her defy the laws of gravity. <laughs> she turned into effort. fucking Superman. That's right. She like propelled and she shot herself down there. Uh. <laughs> well, then, okay, I'll change it to five then. That's a good answer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, it requires some suspension of disbelief a little bit yeah. in that moment. Well, as I say, anytime going into a horror movie, uh, you've got to go in and sort of leave your brain at the door and go, okay, let's yeah. go from there and see what happens. That's why I don't like these people that come in and be like, oh, well, it's not realistic. Of course it's not realistic. Do you know what I mean? Right. You have or a mutant I, woman living in under some guy's rental house that he's rented yeah. out numerous times. No. That a homeless man knows she's in there. No. Right. And she has superhuman strength and can crack someone's skull with her bare hands. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, it's not realistic. Of course it's not realistic. Right. You gotta leave it at that, but I, I very much enjoyed it. Good. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. And I, I'll tell you what, you had a hell of a performance too. Thank you. Um, and as I says, we're just going to wind it down now. Um, I want to take the time out. Uh, oh my God, I can't even speak now. I want to take the time to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on. And I want to take the time to thank you for taking the time to, to thank me for taking the, the, my time. The, the time, the time, the time. Yes. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um Again, I wish you every success in the future with whatever roles you do pick up. And I've no doubt with that performance that you'll be picking up uh, quite a few. Yeah, here's here's yeah. hoping. Yeah. As you says, next Doug Jones. That would be lovely. He is a, a beautiful man and very talented. Yep. He's he's abnormally talented for for what he does. It's just his body defies belief sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um and again every success with what's left of the run for Barbarian. Thank no you. doubt that with Disney having it out now, a lot more people are gonna see it. Mm-hmm. Um phenomenal run, uh phenomenal movie. Awesome. Um and as it says, it was amazing to sit down and have a chat with you and pick your brain about it. Um as to what it was like working with one of the biggest stars and two of the biggest stars in horror really. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in Bill Skarsgård and Justin Long, who we've seen in horror films throughout the years. For sure. So working with people like them must be a, an absolute bonus for you as well. Yep. It was a, it was a dang delight. Yeah. Um, so I will close out the show here. Um, as it's a crossover, I'm still going to close it out the way I close out every other show. Yep. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in the words of the great George A. Romero, stay scared. <laughs>